I call the meeting of City University Heights Iowa City Council meeting to order this July 12, 2022. And the meeting is being conducted electronically. Um, all five council are present. First order of business, approval of minutes. Let's do June 14th first. Are there any additions or corrections to the June 14th minutes? Hearing none, the minutes are approved by unanimous consent. There was a special meeting on June 28th. Are there any additions or corrections to those minutes? Hearing none, the minutes for June 28th are uh, approved by unanimous consent. Comments from the public. Would anyone like to speak to the council tonight? Hey, Nick Herbold, 1250 Melrose Ave. Hi, Nick. How are you? Good, thanks. Welcome. Thank you. Full house tonight. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, thanks for giving me a minute. Um, I just want to run through a few things quickly. Um, first, I was hoping that council, and you, you may have done this. I obviously am not able to attend all the meetings. Um, so I may be asking questions that you guys have, have gone over multiple times during meetings. Um, but I had reached out uh, to the city a while back about just kind of the plans for the community space and when um, members of the public could use that. And I didn't hear back. So I was kind of hoping to hear what you guys had decided, or maybe it's just not... Um, Maybe there's not a decision on that yet. Um, also, I thought this is something I had um, kind of talked with Steve a little bit about, um, but there's the uh, Ordinance 79. There is this the, the restrictions on garages. Um, one thing I've kind of heard from people about in town is <clears throat> the livable space above garages. And I'm not bringing this up as necessarily having a strong opinion one way or the other. Um, but currently my understanding is livable space is not allowed above garages. We have a lot of smaller houses in town and I just get a sense that when we we're losing a lot of families still, you know, it's always kind of sad when you hear families moving out of town because they can't find a big enough house or they want to live in town, but they just can't find a big enough house for a growing family. And so I thought livable space above garages might be, um, a solution to that, or at least a partial solution. I get it though, there could be downsides. It could lead to a bunch of multifamily like living situations or, you know, like kind of duplex sorts of situations, which I, I know is not, or I shouldn't say no, but I, I assume is not desired. So um, just having heard that there's some people in town interested in that, I just thought I would throw that to council for discussion if, if council wanted to discuss that at some point. Um, just to get ahead of it, if it is something that would be desirable. Um, it was kind of, I, I know in speaking with Steve and emailing a little bit about this six lemur court um, garage, you know, plan that's in the works that um, I had a chance to look more at that ordinance. And that's where I was kind of thinking about that and just, you know, in relation to people who I've heard um, you know, would I think think that was a little bit desirable to, to be able to you know, put more stuff um, or even the living space, you know, above the garage. Um, I was also, and Steve, I don't know, I, I could follow up with you. I know we were talking about that six lemur court and, and kind of where that's going. I don't know if that's an issue for council at this point. 
um, or, or where we're at on that. But I would be kind of curious to know if there is a discussion again, I might've missed it um, in relation to that garage um, in Six Lemur Court. Um, and then I was also just tuning on because Katie wasn't able to watch the meeting tonight. And so she was, I think, gonna check in on the American Rescue Plan Act um, funding and just kind of the status of that. I think she may have reached out to the mayor or a council member or two or something on that. So that's why I was uh, tuning in part. So thank you, I appreciate it. Thank you, Nick. Um, well, we can start with the American Rescue Act that uh, the committee, the subcommittee is Stephanie and uh, Bobby along with uh, Steve and Mike and myself. And we met with uh, ECCOG. You remember Karen Kurt, the executive director of ECCOG. We met with them and they're uh, <clears throat> working at uh, a plan on that and uh, helping to run the program for us. And so we're waiting to hear back on that. And because it's summer and everything, it makes it a little more difficult, but we should hear from them later this month, I think. And uh, uh, we also talked about at the June 28th meeting, uh, meeting in person and when to open up the uh, community center and uh, uh, it was deferred a little bit further down and maybe we should discuss it again in August or September of opening it. Uh, but I also think we need to discuss, as I was talking to Mike earlier about what do we do, our filming is not good and it's expensive and we don't have the right equipment. So we need to be looking at that too. So um, counts, there wasn't a, it was kind of like a split, like let's open, let's not, I can go either way. But for right now, um, we're not opening it, but we're looking towards opening it, depending on the numbers and everything coming up, maybe September, October, I don't know. But we can bring that up again. And then, and you can listen to that, was at the June 28th meeting. And then you asked about uh, the garages and Steve and I talked about that, uh, bringing something to the council and maybe even the zoning commission in the future and talk, and Tim is of course, head of that committee and re-looking at that in the in the near future of what the city wants to do with that and so getting public input like what you're giving on that is important to this committee and you know to the council and so does that kind of summarize some of it for you a little bit but we can talk some more um that yeah i appreciate that yeah i did see in the um agenda that there was discussed the meetings thing and i i Totally understand with the equipment. I remember how that was. Yes, I knew you then, would. Yeah, and then how Zoom was just amazing to do what we were trying to do with the equipment and then from the comfort of your own home. So, um, right. and I think you have, don't you have computers set up at City Hall if people want to come in there to use them? I or, or I'm sure there's ways for people to do that. So yeah, I totally, I totally get that. Thank you. And, uh, but anyway, Thank you, Nick, for coming, and please stay and listen to some more.
Uh, is anybody else from the public would like to speak tonight? We don't have we don't have anyone else oh, here, okay. and we didn't have anyone else request. Okay, to attend thank the you. Meeting, so thank you, Mike. Yep. Okay, so we'll go to the mayor's report, and I have consideration twenty two fourteen, which was included an in explanation and the resolutions in Steve Ballard's legal report, allocating a portion of the hotel motel tax revenue to be distributed and paid to the Iowa City Coravel Conventions and Visitors Bureau. And uh, so before we discuss, could I get a motion on the table for 2214? A motion. Motion by Bobby, is there a second? I'll second, please, Lisa. Okay. Thank you, Lisa, second by Lisa. Okay, discussion. Any questions for Steve or any discussion council wants to talk about? I know we've talked about this at several meetings. Okay, I don't hear any discussion, so uh, we'll go to a roll call vote, Mike. John? Aye. Moore? Aye. Schroeder? Aye. Scott? Aye. Swales? Aye. Motion carries 5-0. Thank you. Consideration of Resolution 2226, appointing a representative to the Convention and Visitors Bureau. So this appointment will be made by the City Council. Um, would anyone like to uh, make a suggestion for appointment? I'll, I'll recommend somebody, Louise. Uh, yes, that's who I'm is hoping that? that I could recommend oh. Bobby. Okay. I'm, I'm hoping that he's interested because he's our finance guy and kind of does the budgets and stuff. I think he's the best knowledgeable person for the job. Bobby, are you interested in uh, the appointment? Yeah, I'm happy to do that. Okay. Is there any other recommendations or? Uh, so could I uh, entertain a motion? So Steph, did you wanna make that into a motion? Sure, I'll make a motion. Okay, motion to appoint Representative Bobby Scott to the Convention and Visitors Bureau. Okay, is there a second? I'll, I'll second. Okay. Three of them. <laughs> Third, fourth, and fifth. <laughs> okay, I think that says it all. So I'm gonna give that to whoever Mike says was first. Uh, I'm, I'm not sure. We'll say- Go Lisa. <laughs> Lisa, I think I heard you. Okay. Okay. I'll make it more. That way he can be okay. mad at you. Motion, motion by Gon and second by Moore. <laughs> okay. Very good. Uh, any further discussion? All in favor? Oh, it's a resolution. It is a resolution. That's uh, a roll call vote. Moore? Aye. Schroeder? Aye. Scott? Aye. Swales? Aye. Gon? Aye. Motion carries 5-0. I think that second was a whole case of one, two, three, not it for being appointed the representative. Yeah, these meetings are every third Thursday at four o'clock with the uh, other representatives from the cities, the hotels, and the county. And thank you, Bobby, for 
serving on that. Uh, we'll go to legal report. Steve, you wrote a report. Does anyone have any questions for Steve? Steve, did you have any comments? Not at this time. Okay, thank you. We'll go to the clerk report. I'm sorry, I was just, I'm just letting Lori into the meeting. So um, Super. Not, my written report uh, pretty much summarizes things. The only thing I, I wanted to mention, and I know um, Bobby had asked about this earlier, and I know Brian Jensen had asked about it um, as our housing or our rental inspector. Just to let you all know, we do have two short-term rental units in town that are owned by LLCs. And because of legislation in the Iowa legislature in the past several years, there are, there are some, I'll, I'll let Steve explain it better, but just say there, there are very few things that we as a city can do to regulate that further. So what we are doing right now is requiring that those people register with us, that we know that they are operating as a short-term rental. Um, they do not need to have a rental permit. And that's kind of where it sits right now. Is that a, is that a decent summary, Steve? Yeah, it is. Uh, the, the, the legislature's changes to, um, to pretty much eliminate city council's authority or ability uh, to have any particular uh, uh, restrictions or regulations on short-term rentals, Airbnbs, VRBOs, <clears throat> was kind of the, the last in a series of legislative actions over the last five, six years where the legislature just took away and took away and took away the cities, not, not just us, but, but us, the city's ability to restrict uh, things like um, occupancy by familial status. I, I won't go through the whole history, but if you want, if you're interested in it, let me know, and I'll either tell you or I'll send you some legal reports. But the the last version of that was that the the legislature in 2020 essentially said that cities can't place any restrictions or regulations on short-term rentals that don't also apply to uh, uh, owner-occupied home. So can't, can't make them get a rental permit fee, can't make them uh, uh, have an inspection, don't require a permit of any sort. Um, really, you can't do really anything. Um, what, what our ordinance, we, we, we reacted to that in 2020 and modified our rental housing ordinance to say that that um, rental uh, short-term rentals do have to register and give us some contact info, just from an emergency contact standpoint, uh, more than anything. But that's all that's all it requires. There's no fee. There's no permit. There's no inspection. There's no nothing. So, Steve, I had a question. I was I was maybe I'm misremembering, but I had remembered that. Um, now, basically in my mind, it was something like, you can't have a short-term rental or whatever 
unless it's your primary residence and you live there 180 days out of the year. Was that one of the things that got passed as part of that 2020 revision? I mean, the answer would be yes. I don't think we really had that specific sort of time frame, but other cities probably did. But the answer is yes. We we can't. You can't require any. What what our ordinance said was you couldn't. Uh, somebody who wasn't an owner really couldn't live uh, at a, a property, and it also said that um, rentals had to be at least thirty days consecutive. So that's how we sort of prohibited or regulated short-term rentals. But the answer to your question, Bobby, is yeah, anything like that was gone. So, so no, they don't, we don't even need to issue, we can't, I guess they don't even need to apply for a rental permit. They don't. What's to prevent someone from saying, just basically saying, yeah, this is a short-term rental and just renting it out to the same tenant year round? and not having to get a rental permit? Yeah, um, that's a good question. Uh, Short-term rental is defined by the Iowa code. I, I don't think that, yeah, I think we could enforce our rental ordinance if someone tried to, to, to make that, to try to do that. You know, like, like most things dealing with enforcement, we would need to have evidence. <laughs> we need to know, you know, we need to, Ask you know, ask the housing inspector, maybe even UHPD to find you know, is the same car parked there month after month after month? We'd have to build a case, but I think we could enforce our ordinance. Okay. Yeah. You Any said there questions? were two. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. You said there were two properties. Or can other people enter into that? So yeah. we have we have two that we know of. I, you know, that, that have contacted us and, and registered through that. There, there, there may, there actually may be others. I, mm. being a small town though, people do keep a pretty close eye on a lot of things, but. <laughs> Tough to enforce. Yeah. Yeah. I, you know, I, I said, I wouldn't give you the whole history and I won't, but I, I do want to throw this in because most of you weren't at this meeting, but, um, <laughs> and Louise knows what I'm going to say, but, um, but some years back, there was a fellow who, who lived in Bondurant, Iowa, and he won the lottery, and a, a pretty good-sized one. And I don't know what all he did with his lottery winnings, but I think one of the things he did was he bought a home in University Heights. And he came to a council meeting once and uh, was essentially talking about short-term rentals, and we pretty much said, you can't do that. And he was very nice until the very end of his conversation with the council at which point he said well I'll just sue you then <laughs> okay and and so he didn't he did not do that instead he ran for the legislature and he's now a member of the Iowa House of Representatives and it's 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 pretty difficult for me not to trace that individual history with that individual representative given the timing from the appearance, the purchase of the home in University Heights, the appearance at the University Heights City Council meeting, the, the proclamation that he was going to sue us, his election to the legislature, bingo, a change in the law. So maybe I'm wrong, but that's how I connect the dots. Strange. Weird. So which one of us is going to win the lottery and, and uh, get that corrected? <laughs> 
Well, I won't because I never play, so it won't be me. Yeah. Uh, anyway, okay. So anything else, Mike? Um, only other thing I was going to mention, and I and and the mayor had asked me about this, and when I mentioned that we will be sending out notification to current landlords on Friday, our rental permits run August first to August to July thirtieth. Um, we will open up on Friday for the rental permit process be due, you know, by the end of August. We currently have 230 rental permits in University Heights. I, I had not mentioned that in my report, which is slightly under where we had been several years ago. And some of that is we have had houses that have gone back to single home, you know, home ownership. We've had a few people who have not rented their house uh, with COVID and things like that, but we're we're sitting pretty close to where we have been historically. So, but that's all Thank I you. have. Thank you so much. Uh, city Treasurer report and Lori, I heard you came in to the meeting and Lori sent around her report and she has the warrants uh, list and uh, Lori and I discussed this a little bit. And you know, at the June 28th meeting, there were four warrants, Kelly Heating, Brant Heating, Hawkeye Construction and Shive Hattery. And she paid those on June 28th. Because of a bookkeeping thing, they're relisted in this month's uh, warrant list. But I want to point out that the Kelly heating and air conditioning repair of 8,000 that's listed, the Brandt heating repair for $1,014 and $67, and the Hawkeye construction snow removal for $18,707.50, and the Scheib Hattery engineering payment of $8,434.58 uh, are removed from this list that was sent around because I don't want there any be any confusion that uh, these were paid twice. Um, so anyway, uh, are there any other uh, warrants that need to be added to this list? I just emailed a new list a minute ago or 15 minutes ago um, that included a CenturyLink bill for 115.15. Okay, thank you, Lori. And so with that addition of the CenturyLink bill, are there, is there any objection to paying these bills this month? Hearing none, the bills will be paid by unanimous consent. Okay. Um, any other questions for Lori? I think we're good. Are you, we're all good, Lori, right? We're good. So. Thank you. And then we'll go on to community protection. Now, did Troy end up I'm joining here. us? Oh, hi, Troy. Nice to see you. The lack of the beard, you don't recognize me. Yeah, there you go. Well, do you and Steph want to, you want to go? Sure. You sent out a report. Yes. Yeah, I'll just touch on a couple items, hopefully very quickly. As far as staffing, uh, we are fully staffed. We've struggled with some coverage Recently, because of COVID, we currently have an officer out uh, with COVID right now, and, and he has been out for two weeks. Uh, looking ahead to football, 
When you are back in town, there are several things that I'd like to chat with you about, Mayor. One of them, I need your signature on a new uh, memorandum of understanding with the University of Iowa. It is the same MOU as last year, just with some updated numbers to reflect really our inflationary costs. I'd like to point out that uh, kind of along those same lines during the last fiscal year, the police department billed other entities, primarily the University of Iowa, but collected just under $48,000 for shared services, which is, again, something that is, has been new to us in the last three years. Uh, skipping down to letter D, uh, Kevin Sanders, the president of the Iowa City NAACP, uh, he has been tasked with organizing this year's Justice Summit. This is an event sponsored by the NAACP. It's always been held in the Des Moines area before. I have attended and presented. Uh, he contacted me and we are exploring the possibility of, he would like to have it held at the courtyard by Marriott. So I'm not sure that that'll happen, but we are trying to make it happen. And that would be this fall. Uh, skipping down to letter F, the farmer's market. Uh, the mayor brought this up just prior to the meeting. August 2nd, which is a Tuesday, I believe, is also National Night Out, depending on which community uh, locally events begin at 6 or 6.30 and go until 8. Uh, the mayor mentioned that in the past, perhaps there'd been a conflict with farmer's market. I, I think that we can work through that, but I did not mention National Night Out uh, as being August 2nd this year. So. Uh, I would like to coordinate an event with the other agencies and we'll have something over at the water park. Uh, the drone, which is mentioned under training, the University, of I or University Heights Police Department taps into a lot of resources that are community-wide and other agencies, and we aren't able to contribute a lot. Uh, I, I'm glad that we contribute officers to the football games. The drone team, I was approached by Dave Wilson, the EMA director, and asked if that was something that we would be willing to be a housing agent, a housing agency for. Uh, we talked through what that entailed, and I agreed to do that. We have a top of the line drone. The Johnson County Emergency Management Agency paid for it and the accessories. It's just over $7,000. Uh, Sergeant Tucker, uh, Officer Cox and I went through the training necessary to operate under the EMA's uh, certification of authorization from the FAA. So we are now able to operate that drone. Uh, I can only speak for myself. I, I want to get lots of training hours in. That could include, and I know that uh, Councillor Moore has talked about some, some photographs from the community. That is something that would qualify. I mean, we can use the drone for activities such as that. Uh, training flights require at least 48 hours notice to airmen. But anyway, that is a resource that's available, not just to law enforcement and fire agencies, but to our community. It's housed in our community and uh, we, are, we are certified as pilots for that particular resource. So I think that's pretty exciting. I know the officers are excited about it. My intent is that as future trainings are offered, we'll train up as many of the officers as possible so that you know whether it's a lost child, uh, community photography or a fire, anything like that, we're able to kind of pay back the other agencies for, for us relying on them for so many other resources. So that's all I have. If you have any questions, I'll be glad to answer them. Otherwise, you can... <clears throat>
Any questions? Um, Stephanie, did you want to add anything? Nope, not at this time. Thanks. Okay, very good. I'm really excited about having this drone. I was always supportive of it as a representative to the emergency management. And it was a little controversial, but I know it saves lives. I know it can, you know, and being part of the whole greater community is important to me. And thanks for getting that done, Chief. That's wonderful. Um, let's see, we have uh, the engineer report and committee report and Josiah submitted that and he's not here tonight, but um, uh, did you have anything to add to that, Doug? No, not really. Um, okay. I don't know of any uh, issues around the community. I know we had a manhole area around on, uh, was it Ridge, Ridgeway, Ridgeview, Ridgeview, I think it is. Mm -hmm. well, a citizen had pointed out that uh, looks like it's needing some repair and I contacted Josiah and it, it was one of the upcoming repairs that uh, we knew were coming. So I, I think we're on top of that. Uh, I don't know if anybody's having any complaints of branches sticking out in the way of sidewalks or anything. I haven't come across any on my travels around on my motorcycle, but uh, if anybody knows of any, I'd be glad to uh, address those as needed. Okay, thank you very much, Doug. Uh, we'll go on to finance and uh, Bobby, we have a consideration of resolution 2224, which is uh, the loan agreement for the general obligation bond. This one is covers the 825,000 um, obligation bond 22A and providing for the levy of taxes to pay the same. Um, Bobby, would you like to uh, motion? Uh, yeah, I can motion. Just generally speaking, this one it represents the tax-free portion of the bonding that we did. Um, the larger one, I mean, I think everyone knows this. We talked about it. Rates were very, I was honestly surprised how low the rates were. Um, so that's all good. But, um, but yeah, no, I can, I, I can make a motion to adopt resolution 2224. Okay, is there a second? I'll second. Okay, second by Steph, I think that was. Uh, any further discussion, questions? Are it, uh, rates gonna go up, do you foresee, Bobby? Yeah, it certainly looks that way. I mean, it's hard to predict the future, but that's kind of, that's definitely what everyone thinks and what the environment looks like. That's kind of my gut instinct as well, so. Probably a good time to jump on the bandwagon now before it gets yeah, away. That's what I think. Um, okay, we're ready for a roll call vote. Schroeder. Aye. Scott. Aye. Swales. Aye. Don. Aye. Moore. Aye. Motion carries 5 0. Okay, Bobby, you want to talk about resolution 2225? Same story, smaller portion, uh, taxable portion of the bond. Um, but but even with this one, I was thinking the taxable rates were gonna be much higher than they were. But um, yeah, same story, still fantastic rate. And um, I mean, that's it. I recommend that we do it. I'm happy to motion. Okay, so you're making a motion for resolution 2225. 2225, yep. Okay, is there a second? Sure. I'll second. 
second by Tim. Okay, um, discussion. Roll call vote. Scott? Aye. Swales? Aye. Don? Aye. Moore? Aye. Schroeder? Aye. Motion carries 5-0. Thank you. We'll go on to building zoning and sanitation. And Tim, you wanna talk about the increased compensation for Brian? Yeah, this is the increase that Brian had uh, requested back in November, December when we met with both he and Terry. Terry did not request an increase, but he was in full support of, of Brian getting an increase. Um, he's gotten several additional credentials and, and training that uh, increase his value. So uh, the only reason it wasn't on the last agenda was I wasn't, I didn't know to put it on there. So we're catching up with it. It was budgeted for, so. Well, in fairness, Tim, you reminded me, but I forgot to add it. <laughs> that was after <laughs> the fact. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Tim. So uh, is that, are you making it a motion? Yes, I would motion that we increase his salary as noted. Thank you. Is there a second? I'll second. Second by Bobby. Uh, discussion. All in favor, uh, say aye. 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 Is anyone opposed? Okay, motion carries 5-0. Um, and we go on. Uh, Tim asked to put this as a discussion item of creating more identity for the city. Uh, Tim, would you like to start discussion? Yeah, so we started uh, a study at the request of uh, the downtown district, Nancy Bird for Iowa City. And that, that the idea behind that is more broad reaching than just downtown Iowa City, but to engage all the surrounding communities and have them each kind of establish their own identity and somehow maximize those identities. So as a collective, we each, you know, have our own little personality more so. Um, and Un University Heights especially is, you, know, you drive through it, it's surrounded by Iowa City, you wouldn't necessarily know you're, you're passing through it. Um, so it, it seems like there could be more of a potential to do something to identify it than, you know, simply a, a, a singular gateway coming in from Mel Melrose that um, it could be something playful, unique, you know, it, we'd have to decide what that identity wants to be, but there could be, um, you know, I don't know, am I allowed to share a visual? Sure. Oh, I think that'd be helpful. Yeah. Okay. Let me, right. let me, let me see if I can do it. Let me, let me get to advanced sharing options and okay. change that first. Now you should be able to, Tim. Okay. Um, so can you see this? Yes. Map of, map of town? Yes, this is a map of town. And you see Melrose coming across here, if you can see my cursor, um, sunset and 
you know, obviously a, a point of marking could be this northwest corner of town, but, and the down here in the lower left, you see the traditional kind of sign, and, but, you know, there could be something much more unique and with progressive, I guess, and, you know, but it can be, it would want to be the identity the, that the council and the city wants it to be, but um, it doesn't have to be the standard is I guess what I'm trying to get across with these examples. But then, you know, so you see the potentials for markers marked in circles, I guess, around the city on the map, but then also, you know, along the corridor of Melrose, wherever streets turn off of it, or along the corridor of Sunset, wherever streets turn off of it. And as you enter University Heights, there could be, you know, a relatively cost-effective way to add some identif identity, like, um, you know, just doing some creative crosswalks or something that could also just illustrate that you're, you're here. Um, and those, those are just this afternoon, realizing when I saw the agenda that Louise <coughs> put this on there that threw something together, but it would want more study, but those just give you some examples of, of how we could establish some identity for people passing through this, uh, you know, little city. So any thoughts about that? I mean, I love the idea, frankly, I think just uh, any way to identify it, I think to make it stand out, just to uh, just whatever is unique about it. You know, I don't know if there's, if that's a little challenging to, mm -hmm. but I, but I love where you're going with it. I mean, I love all that. And, and so yeah, street markings, you know, there, there's something that could just kind of fade away if, unless everybody embraces it and then you want to repaint them and, and whatnot, but it's mm -hmm. not something that you have to worry about it getting defaced or, or anything like that. So that seems like a relatively simple solution. I love it too. And I think Mel, this Melrose Avenue streetscape project coming up, uh, you know, and Josiah making plans for us, we, you know, you, the council could direct him on some of these ideas you know, of incorporating some of them uh, with that project Absolutely. too. Yeah, I love that. We might as well do two birds with one stone if we can make it happen. I would think that we could find some University of Iowa art students or street mm -hmm. artists, you know, kind of like uh, on the side of the parking ramp, uh, parking ramp on the Burlington there, something along the lines of that maybe that kind of mm -hmm. shows a little cultural diversity or connection with the University of Iowa hospitals and clinics or maybe Herky the Hawkeye or I mean it is kind of a gateway to that I mean I don't know if we need to advertise mm -hmm. University of Iowa mm -hmm. but I'm just trying to think of a theme that would kind of fit with us being proximity wise to you know big entity like the the hospital and or the stadium I don't know if we need to do that but it just when you think of one you kind of think of the other I mean mm -hmm. whether by design or not we are yeah, I think close to it. Yeah, whether we go with a theme, so to speak, if you will, or we just kind of, I mean, the word that comes to mind is rebranding, you know, like, I feel like, I feel like the OUP building 
was a step in the right direction. And I mean, I, I mean, I like, I like the aesthetics of it. I don't know what everyone else feels like, but for me, when I moved to town, you know, that was a, that was a pretty cool um, landmark, I guess, if you will, in terms of seem like give the city a little bit of a uh, uh, forward thinking, you know, feel. And so that was, I like that. And cost effective, probably, you know, because someday when OUP came in and I was thinking in the future of when, you know, it was a church and it was no tax base. And I was thinking about it and thought maybe someday with the tax base coming in, we could do a new street lighting that when you come in the city, I had a, you know, vision of You'd come in and you'd see this beautiful street lighting. And of course me, I would have flower baskets too. And uh, we'd yeah. have this coming in and it'd be like, look around and say, oh, look, these streets are nice. They're paid yeah. nice. They're, where are we? Right. And then, you know, who'd ever think we'd get the Swisher track and then the Swisher track. And then someday that's going to be a beautiful, beautiful trails, park, something like that. And it'll be like, I want to live here, you know, where to, you know, and I think this is a start, but it's a reasonable start. I like, I didn't even think of this idea. Thank you, Tim. Mm -hmm. uh, something like that. Yeah. And, you know, that was just, there's probably other ideas and it could be a phased approach yeah. too, to eventually get to the light poles with the flower pots. <laughs> <laughs> Exactly, or something like that. Well, I like it. What are the, I guess, what is there an action item with this one? Or is it just generally getting the councils like, you know, yes, move forward kind of a thing, Louise or Tim? Yeah, I think, I think it'd be nice. I was, I was talking to a couple counselors about this. I was talking to uh, Lisa and to staff a little bit about this. And do you have some ideas? And, and, uh, you know, and we all pointed out that um, having the new website has really boosted the city a lot. And I was wondering if maybe Lisa would want to serve with Tim to kind of go over some ideas, you know, like a subcommittee and look into some of these things and bring them back uh, for the council. What do you think, Tim? Sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, this isn't like next month or it's like you right. know, a period of time and looking at researching and Googling things. And yeah, this is a nice start though. And uh, council think that's a good idea too? You to bet. Let them like start. Sure. If it's cheap. <laughs> <laughs> Well, if it's not cheap, if it's, if, yeah, if it's not cheap, it, it might be worth it. So we, that's something we get to decide together, I guess. And then, um, you know, as uh, Bobby builds this relationship with the uh, CVB and we have this money, we'll can earmark it for some of these things possibly. And yeah, that'd be great. Uh, mm -hmm. Did anyone else have some idea, suggestion? They, I know this is kind of last minute, but I'm not letting you speak or say something or staff. 
Anybody want to add some idea they were thinking of? The, the only thing I would add, uh, if I could, is yeah. that with the hotel motel tax revenue now uh, coming in, and the council just allocated 25% uh, of that uh, revenue to the Corville or the Convention Visitors Bureau. But there's still a quarter of that tax money that is to be used for the promotion of tourism and those sorts of activities. So you've got, you're going to have a budget to do some things that, frankly, you just haven't had in the past because that, that money's kind of new to the city and to the council. And there's a specific purpose that would, uh, would, would include the kinds of things that, Tim, uh, that you're all talking about here. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. Yep. Thank you. Okay, so great. We'll keep moving on here. And e-government, uh, Lisa, you sent around a nice report. And did you want to, anybody have any questions? Or Lisa, you want to make some comments on that? I just wanted to point out the farmer's market has a tent now. So you can sit in the shade. Mm. Roy's shaking his head no. Why are you shaking your head? Uh, when the owner took that down one night, I offered to help, and he said, no, go ahead and leave. He would take care of it. And he took it apart to a point that he wasn't able to put it back together. <laughs> it not been there for the last two, perhaps three weeks. I, I know. I wasn't going to say, but... <laughs> okay, never mind. <laughs> and I will move on. Well... Thanks. You can still come to the farmer's market. I encourage people to come. You can visit with your neighbors and the vendors are still fun, even if the tent is a bus. <laughs> and I, the other thing I just wanted to mention, maybe this could be an announcement, is that residents, homeowners in University Heights are eligible to, to apply for the Johnson County Soil Health Program, which will do deep time aeration of your lawn, apply uh, compost. It is something you have to be pre-approved. You have to use a uh, contractor from their list, but it, it is a cost share of 50% up to $2,000. So if people are interested, uh, our website has a little bit of information plus links to Johnson County's website because it is a Johnson County program. Thank you, Lisa. Thanks for listing that. Are there any announcements tonight? Uh, the next meeting is August 9th and uh, Apparently, we're going to get more word about the National Night Out August 2nd. And so thanks, Troy, for taking care of that. And anything else I'm forgetting, Mike? I don't believe so. Ooh, that's the first. Okay. Is there any objection to adjournment? Hearing none, the meeting's adjourned by unanimous consent. Thanks, everyone, for attending. Thank, Thank you. Good night. Thank you. See ya.